Come with me to the mid-1800s. You're a doctor, a surgeon, and a fine one too. You've a reputation for speed. It's just as well because anaesthetics have yet to be discovered. And most amputations, extractions, or gouging out of tumours are finished in a game on, pain on, excruciating sprint lasting anywhere between 30 seconds and 5 minutes. But the agony for the patient doesn't end there. At this time, 50% of patients die of post-surgery infections and, annoyingly, that plays havoc with your accounts receivable system because you've discovered the dead patient market segment contributes less gross margin than any other. Then, one day, into your surgery comes a sales rep offering you the choice of anaesthetics or antiseptics. You can't have both. So which would you choose? Find out what choice most surgeons made and how that answer can help boost your next product or service innovation. Welcome to this episode of Riot Point Radio. On the 16th of October, 1846, Surgeon Henry Bigelow performed the first recorded operations under anaesthetic at Mass General Hospital in Boston. A young woman who'd undergone tumor removal awoke and claimed to have no recollection of pain or the procedure. In mid-November, Bigelow published his experiences in the Boston Medical Surgical Journal. By mid-December, surgeons in Paris and London were using anaesthetics. By February the following year, anaesthetics were being used in most of the capitals around Europe. By June, you'd find anaesthetics in use around the world, from trial to commonplace in seven months. Contrast this with antiseptics. In the 1860s, one in two patients who'd undergone major operations such as fractures and amputations died from sepsis infection. But Joseph Lister, a surgeon in Edinburgh, Scotland, noted that these numbers greatly reduced if a stinging dose of carbolic acid was applied to wounds, surgeons' hands, instruments and swabs. Surgeons were requested to perform operations under an irritating mist of carbolic acid. Nursing staff had to endure washing their hands and soaking bandages in burning solutions before applying these to open wounds all time-consuming and often painful new activities. In 1867, Lister published his findings in the British medical journal, The Lancet. Now you might predict a similar frenetic rate of adoption as anaesthetics, but no, uptake was laborious and unenthusiastic. 20 years later, a surgeon at Mass General, home of the first operation with anaesthetics, noted, the use of washing hands by surgeons is perfunctory. In other words, done without any effort or interest. So what's the difference between the adoption of the two? Firstly, anaesthetics solved immediately a visible and audible problem. Secondly, resolution of this immediate problem was to the benefit of all participating parties. Everyone involved got something out of it. The patient less pain, the doctor more time and less stress, 
in order to accomplish a better job. In contrast, antiseptics solved a problem which was neither visible nor immediate. The gap between surgery and sepsis was days or weeks, not the seconds or minutes gaps of anaesthetics. And with antiseptics, benefits were accrued by only one of the two participating parties, the patient. Yet delivery of that benefit was reliant on a significant change in protocol and behaviours by medical staff who received little in return other than blistered hands and personal satisfaction. So what can we learn from this? Well, if you want rapid uptake of your products, services or ideas, you need to hit these three points. Number one, solve an observable, and ideally big, problem. Number two, resolve it rapidly. Number three, benefit all participating parties. So even if you're solving a huge problem, such as climate change or social responsibility programs, break this down and dig out some visible and immediate wins. Be a little more anaesthetic and a little less antiseptic. Finally, a goodbye and a thank you to an outstanding anaesthetist, Dr. Lawrence, who is sadly no longer with us. A kind friend to many and a holder of a great sense of humour. This is for him. Question. How many anaesthetists does it take to change a light bulb? Answer. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6.